TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Inside the Champion's Mind featuring Dr. Lawrence Tam and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to Inside the Champion's Mind, a show dedicating to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything that you do. I'm Lawrence Tam, co-founder of The Wellness Couch, and as always, my champion mindset co-host, Marcus Pierce. Superstar LT, great to hear your voice. Mr. CrossFit Man. <laughs> I don't know about CrossFit Man. Well, yes, I've been uh, resisting the the uh, the movement and... Uh, and I finally you've interviewed some of the great CrossFitters on the wellness guys. You've you've been exposed to it. But when Mr. Perfect does something, we all get very interested as to why, as to how <laughs> are you going. And you're getting up at the crack of dawn to do it. You're leaving the kids and family, you know, in that dark house in the middle of the what is it, five o'clock in the morning. I wanna I wanna know everything about this LT and I wanna know if the habit is still surviving. All right, so um, so let's be clear. So I moved. Uh, you guys all know, um, as you you know from previous episodes, I moved from Perth, WA, to uh, Sydney, and uh, I've been training with uh, my awesome personal trainers, uh, Nick and Raf, in um, it's uh, at in, in Perth for quite some time now. For oh man, it must be at least six, seven years, uh, you know, and f- for with them. And they actually just opened up a CrossFit gym um, up in Perth as well and uh, in, near the city uh, in around Leaderville. And so, so they've been open that for about a year. So I kind of transitioned to that new place. And, uh, you know, I wasn't really doing the CrossFit workouts per se, but I was doing a lot of functional fitness because they had the facilities for it, but I was still getting some one-on-ones. Kind of CrossFit kind of scared me, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the stories from people and the people who actually do it, uh, that whole whole mentality of it, um, just because I didn't know anything about it other than the people that I've interviewed. Um, I heard a lot of people get a lot of great results. So when I moved over here, I had to find a new personal trainer, which is kind of hard, right? It's like with anything that you do, you get something new. It's like, oh, I got to go through all that stuff, like new school, new environment, new you know friends and all that well, stuff. New it goes, cafes and new restaurants and new, yeah, new friends yeah. and everything. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty hard. Like you, you know, you did that when you moved to Byron. And so you got all these environments uh, that you're going to have to face new things. And one of the key things was finding a new place to work out. And, you know, I've been to traditional gyms before in the past. I know that I don't function very well. You got to know your weaknesses, right? So my weakness is that I can't work out by myself. Like yeah, Me too. Here, here. I yeah. need guidance, direction. I don't want to think about it. That's right. I, I, I need someone to tell me what to do because I don't want to yeah. think. I think enough uh, on my daily yeah. basis, on a daily basis. So I need to have someone to be like almost a military sergeant to tell me what to do. And so when I moved over here... Uh, you know, for the first month was Christmas. It was like, you know, that's not going to do anything. <laughs> and, you know, I tried to try to work out as much as I could. Um, and finally, you know, I got a friend, Taki, and we were sitting in a cafe one day. And uh, we said, you know, we really got to be disciplined to work out together. He wants, he wanted to kind of work out. And I said, we want to work out. I go, I've been thinking about CrossFit. We got these two gym. I go like, literally, it's just like three minutes down the road. Let's go do it now. I'm like, Oh, now that's what Taki said yeah Taki said like, now not. like let's go do now like I go well I got like half an hour I go well it's like around the block let's go so he takes his car we drive oh, you down put there up, excuse you put up a roadblock yeah, I put up like, a roadblock no, it's, it's so funny so I showed up 
great people, you know, um, Tash and Sean and uh, great guys. Uh, sorry, uh, Tash, uh, um, Tash, we met Tash. Um, she was fantastic. And, 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 uh, Sean was there and, you know, and they said, Oh, this is what it takes. They just literally, this gym was brand new built. I think it's, uh, uh only like a month old or something at the time. And he goes, Oh, we got a startup class in, in a week's time or something. And they do like a, you know, a startup class, like it's called on ramp for a month or three weeks and just to kind of get you used to the movement and training and, and stuff. And I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> so, so that's when I started. So that's my story of getting into CrossFit. So it, thanks, it was, Taki. Yeah, thanks, Taki. And yeah. uh, he, you know, <laughs> Taki's a good quick start, just like me. Uh, but he's, uh, yeah. he's he scores a ten out of ten, uh, where I'm a nine out of ten. So, so he's a uh, he's a uh, he's definitely a quick start. So the thing is, is that as a good quick start, we we're really quick on starting projects, but we're terrible at finishing. So um, it takes yeah. commitment and discipline. Yeah. I think this is what we're going to talk about today um, to really kind of continue and uh, go through with it. Yeah, this is all about habit. I'm really curious because, you know, when you see anyone start a new habit, I think these days because we're so used to in this, you know, short attention span world that we live in, like we don't finish much. Like we're good at starting things, whether it's a YouTube video, an email, a book, a movie, a TV show, whatever it is. But, you know, completion doesn't happen all that much. But um, so I suppose I kind of want to fast forward, but I, I want to, but I'm not going to. I'm going to be patient. How did you find it in you know in the first couple of days? You know, getting up early, keeping each other accountable. Did you pick him up? Did Taki come pick you up? Did you both meet each other there? Because I think working out with a buddy it means that you just you you do it like you don't sleep in because you're not going to let them down. But how'd you go with it? Yeah, so yes. a couple of things. Just to be clear, the on ramps were actually at five thirty in the afternoon um, oh. because it was only one session time. So for a whole month, it was actually just in the afternoon, which was a really big commitment for us because we both have kids, we both have families. Young kids, that's not a nice time, and yeah. it's just in the smack you know, middle of dinner time and it's very difficult. So which means that we had to kind of commit to our wives to go, Hey, we're going to three times a week for three weeks. We're going to be, um, away, um, from dinner time to, to do this. But on the premise that afterwards it's going to be, you know, in the mornings at five thirty. Yeah. You know, yeah. so which is definitely challenging. So, um, so let's let's be clear on that, and 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 so so I want I want to say that the commitment was actually just showing up, like just making sure we showed up together. Yeah. We we showed we we didn't have to pick anybody up. We just kind of just showed up and rock up and just commit to ourselves. And that it's really amazing to have that accountability, um, to make sure that you actually show up for something. Did either of you not show up at all? No, we were always there. We were always there. Um, you know. The one thing is that no, like, oh, I'm a bit sore today, Taki or LT. I'm not feeling that great today. No, you know, th- that's the thing. When you actually have accountability uh, with, with people, um, you, you, for some reason, you actually have this uh, accountability of, of just being there because some, you know, that even though you're sore or you have, you're tired, you know, that the other person is going to be there and it would suck if they showed up and you didn't. That's why team sports is so powerful, isn't it? Exactly. Because and, if you're part of a team, you multiply that by 10 or 20 on a team, and it's like, wow, a lot of power there. That's right. And I think that's one of the most important things to realize is that, you know, having to do one of the lessons that you can take away from this is that anything that you do, having some sort of accountability is really important. Mm-hmm. Like having that accountability to make sure that someone is holding you accountable, whether it be live or, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, doesn't have to that they have to show up together it just means that you're willing to do something because you told someone to do it and they're going to hold you accountable to actually get that done that's really really important and so the yeah. one of the, the things that see this is not just crossfit i mean i'm not here promoting crossfit at all i'm just saying that no matter what you do even i don't care if you go to a gym or whatever that the, but the crossfit thing um is a tribe 
you know, one of the key things about CrossFit is that it's a tribe. Once you're in it, you get it. You see, why people love CrossFit so much is because of a couple of things. One, you have accountability with each other because you do it in a group. And so once you get regular with a group, you kind of get to know the people. And so you work in the groups of 10 or 12 mm. people. And guess what happens? When those 10 or 12 people, you, if you don't show up, they're going to know that you weren't there, right? Whereas if you just showed up randomly at a gym, no, you don't, you know, you might see people coming and going, but it's not a set time, right? So you don't really, you know, they might say, oh, I showed up at another time. So, have, so having that group mentality. The second thing is that that tribe is that you all get each other because you're all in it for the same thing. Right. If, you know, you get a bunch of healthy people who want to do yep. this exact same thing, even, even though they have different goals and stuff, but you have the same drive because it doesn't matter what your ability is, is that you're just trying to encourage the next person because CrossFit is not about how much you can lift. It's not about how much, how strong you are better than the other person. It's about how much better you can get, you know, for yourself and for you to help your teammate. Mm-hmm. That's what I found really insightful. And that's why I think the CrossFit community, and sure, there are people who just want to be the biggest and strongest and fastest or whatever. I get it. But as a community itself, it's like you're just encouraging others to do better by, you know, doing the best you can. And one of the key things is almost like I ran tri- uh, like a sort of like a sprint triathlon once. And it's the same thing where I could be a great swimmer, but I'm a terrible runner, right? Then or terrible on the bike, then I might be fast and first out of the water, but you're going to catch up with me on the bike. Right. Yeah. And so CrossFit is similar because, for example, Taki's taller than me. So he's great at things like, you know, doing wall balls, like throwing a ball up in the, in the air. Right. Because he's got the height where I have to freaking, you know, launch that thing a lot further <laughs> because I'm shorter than him. Right. But, you know, when it comes down to um, pull ups and doing pull ups, I'm a lot lighter than him. Right. So which means I'm actually going to be able to get up there um, a lot a lot easier than he would actually have to do that. So there's, so there's that combination and, and mixing those up is really interesting. So having just realizing that uh, having a community is really important too as well. You know, having a like-minded community. So that could be a mastermind. It could be uh, uh, like-minded people who you are in the same industry or in the business or people who are just like you. Entrepreneurs kind of stick together um, or, you know, health. Like for people we, we created with the Wellness Couch, people who are in health. And when you come out to the Wellness Summit, for example, you have, you're surrounded by like-minded people. Every, everybody might have different specific goals, but everybody there is um, are like-minded in the sense that they want to have great food, they want to know great information, what's the best information that they can learn about health, and how can they apply for the families, and that's what that's what you're surrounding with. You're surrounded by with 600 or 1,000 people that are like-minded individuals, and that's why it's so powerful to have a group environment, have accountability, and have a group mentality. Is it ingrained? Is it? Uh, do you feel like the habit has been ingrained in you now? Okay, so let's talk about this. So I did three weeks of training, and then all of a sudden we committed to ourselves, we're going to start at 5.30. So this was my thing. It was to go, all right, so you got me in there, so I'm going to say we're going to do 5.30 starts, and we'll just give it a go and see how we go, right? 5.30 starts, which means that I have to get up at 5.08. <laughs> I've timed it. To <laughs> 5.08, I got to get up, get changed quickly without waking anybody up, go grab, you know, grab my water bottle and go down, drive. You know, it only takes me six minutes to get there and I'm there five minutes before just to kind of do some stretches and warm up, you know, just to kind of get started. Yeah. And so that was my commitment uh, to being there. And, um, and you know, I just been reading this book called The One Thing and he was talking about on average to build a habit, right? To any ritual, it takes on average 66 days, which is unusual because we all have heard that, you know, you need Everyone's 21, got 21 number, days or 30 days. days. 28 days yeah. But he says that, you know, 
the, in the book, he talks about that on, on average, though, on multiple tasks, because sometimes you can build a habit within a day. Sometimes yeah. it takes 365 days to build a habit. Yeah. It depends it on how, how foreign it is as well. Well, how foreign, but also how complex the habit is as well. Yes. And yeah. so, but on average, he said, if you stick out with something for 66 days, which is a little bit longer than most people think, it actually more ingrains into become a, more of a lifestyle and habits. Well, I, you know, I like that. I like that thought process. And so I've been doing this since uh, February and three times a week. I haven't missed uh three times, minimum of three times. I've done four times sometimes, but three times a week, um, every single week up to this point. And we are at the end of April um, when we're recording this. And so for the last three months, uh, I've been committing to that. And uh, it's ingrained in habit in, in a sense that I feel bad when I don't show up. So there was one time I had to leave on a Thursday. I went to America um, on a Thursday. So which means that if I wanted to get three days in, I would actually have to work out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And that's what I did. I went out, did one, three days in a row. Boom. One Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then flew out on Thursday. Um, I worked out while I was away. And so the hard part, like I said, in the beginning of the podcast, I hate working on myself, but I forced myself to kind of go, you know what? If I'm going to do something, then I'm going to go and work out and create a workout for myself, at least, you know, um, while I'm away. Where before I would kind of go, yeah, I'll try to work out, but I never do. Uh, or I might get one in. But uh, this time I actually worked out three and I do something very, very simple um, that I don't have to think about, which is like uh, one exercise that I've been doing, you know, consistently uh, while I've been traveling. I've traveled twice in that time period of time um, is 100 burpees, 100 sit ups. Yeah. And um, and, you know, what when whatever combination that I can do it, you know, um, yep. it's hard to do 100 burpees in a row. <laughs> um, anybody ever tried? Yeah, you might full. do 10 sets of 10. You might do five sets of 20. Yeah. Three sets of 33. Yeah, I try to get to 50 um, just to knock the half off. <laughs> because, yeah, um, and this is full burpees. Like we're talking chest to the ground and, and come up, 50 burpees, and then I might do 30 sit-ups and then do another you know, 10 or 20, 20 burpees and then another 30 sit-ups and 20 burpees and 37 and then do the last 10 and make it a little easier on my yeah, hand because it gets harder. So whatever it takes, it's just that you know you might do you know, um, you know, burpees are, is a great classical ex- example of an exercise you can do anywhere. And it's freaking hard, no matter how many times you've done it. Because I used to hate burpees. I literally hate burpees. And I wanted to master it. Even though, even though you, I've done so many of them now, I still hate it. But, uh, yeah. it, but it's almost like a love-hate relationship. Well done. So the question then is, uh, we talk about the, the time frame, about habits and how long it takes. What I want to know is, how do you feel now, now that you've um, in, you know, essentially ingrained this habit. It's become part of your lifestyle. How do you feel? Obviously physically, but then how do you feel mentally and emotionally about this as well? Okay, so a couple of things. Are, um, let's, let's dive deep into this. One, number one, physically, I feel absolutely amazing. Um, because I'm disciplined enough that I was working three times a week on something hard that I've never, I've never pushed myself that hard. Um, I don't think ever in my life. Um, physically on a continual basis. Like almost want to, I really feel like after each workout, I'm going freaking, that was tough. But then I feel so good about it. You know, yeah. um, any vomits? That, any vomits? No, no vomits. Uh, come close once, <laughs> but <laughs> t- it's tough. Man. It's like it's a tough workout. But I, f- my, I reckon what I realized my fit, physical fitness have, has improved drastically. Um, my recovery time is is really quick. Um, so which means that you know it's maybe a tough tough workout. I might be just like dying, literally can't walk anymore. But within you know five minutes or less than five minutes, I'm actually recovered, which is really good. So that's mm. a, you know measurement of fitness. So that's what I mean. Like it, does, it doesn't matter how strong you are. Like I, I don't want to get strong. I don't want to get that big. To be honest with you, I just want to get fit. <laughs> Um, and my Imagine wife, massive LT. Yeah, I don't want to be big. Trust me. Um, I just want to get fit. I just really want to get fitness. And they're yeah. doing sort of a strengthening right now. I'm not really that into it. I really into more of the fitness part. Um, so 
the going back to the physical part, I'm by the time this podcast airs, um, I would have turned 40 years old. Hey, and, yeah. So, um, I can tell you that I am probably the fittest right now at 40 than I ever was in my entire life. Um, any time and period of my life. So, which is a really good thing. Um, I think it's fantastic to kind of know that as we age, we actually actually get fitter. Um, if you push yourself. So number two, so physically strong. Number two is the active discipline. The active yeah. discipline has really been strong for me. Uh, committing myself to 530, uh, 5 workouts, um, before, and by the time I get up, you know, by the time I get back, my kids are, are just getting up and still spending time of the day, uh, with them, uh, before they leave and get back to work. That has actually forced me to go to bed a little bit earlier or time my things right. Um, that's been really helpful, but also too, the discipline of actually making sure you commit to something. I say you're going to do. And that's really been helpful. Even on the days that I don't, there's this morning, a pure example, this morning after, um, you know, after a few crazy days uh, over here um, in my household, what happened was, was that I had a 5.30 morning workout tomorrow. Um, I mean, today, sorry. And, and I've been away for a week. Um, and so I haven't actually, you know, been to the across the gym by working on myself. But I had to commit to 5.30, which I won't, in my head, I almost didn't want to do. Like mm. I, there was a couple of times where I was just like, I don't want to do this. Like every every ounce of my body says, no, don't do it. And, but you know, what I did was simple preparation. We talked about in the last episode, we talked about preparation and preparing, you know, habits. So what I did was my habit is I get all my gym clothes out, like my shorts, my shirt, my socks, uh, and my shoes ready in the closet. Like it's ready to go. Yeah. I have my water bottle filled. And so that I literally just got to force, I just got to get up and then yeah. go through the action of getting it done. Go to the toilet, wash my face, brush my teeth, change, and I'm out the door, right? So it's by setting in all the things, the roadblocks, because the roadblocks would be, I can't find my shoes. Oh, I can't find my shorts. I can't find my, you know, and it's in the dark. I can't, oh, it's just too hard. Right? Oh, I'm too late now. I can't get in the car and go. Right. I'll be late. Yeah, so I was like, I'll be late. Well, it's already late anyway, so why bother? Let's go back to bed. And you would do that in your head before you even get up, right? Because you go, you know, it's fine. Where am I short? Yeah, Where I can't find side? it. Yeah. Oh, forget it. It's just too hard. So that's going on through my mind, right? But I said, well, I have no excuses. The only thing that's stopping me from going is literally just rolling out of bed, like literally getting out of bed. So I woke up at 4.57 this morning and going, damn it. All right, in five oh. minutes, I'll see how I feel. I'll see how I feel. I'm telling you the worst case. Most days I'm up like that, right? But this, yeah. today was one of those this worst days where like, oh, I just like, I don't want to do this. Every ounce of my body, I'm like, I didn't go to bed till 11 o'clock. I mean, that's only six oh, hours of sleep. I'm like, this this is yeah. going to hurt me. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'll just go, I'll just go to my mind and go like, Lawrence, just, just go to sleep. When you wake up, see how you feel. Because my back was hurting too. My disc was playing up last night. And that's that's why I was a bit worried. I'm like, you know, I really shouldn't do it. And da, 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 da. and I'm like, you know what? Let's listen. Just get out of bed for a sec. Get out of bed and just stretch a little bit and see how your back feels, right? And that's what I did. I got up. I did a squat. Just kind of do some stretches to see how, you know, my disc was playing up. And I didn't feel a thing. I didn't, I felt really good. I'm going, and then by then I was already up. I was already in a vertical position, right? So I go, <laughs> so all right, well, go back into bed now. I'm like three steps away from the, to the toilet. I'm like, all right, let's go into the bathroom, right? Turn on the light. And once the light goes on, it's like, yep, it's, you're it's, 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 it's momentum. It's like, it's just like one thing trickles another. I'm like, I'm just going through the motions. And you know, when, even when you're driving there, you're just like, oh, I really don't want to do this. But I'm like, I'm already freaking here. I'm already driving. And then literally you park the car and you go, I know, you know what? This is just going to be, this is going to hurt today. Uh, right. But then once you're there, once they see you, it's like, well, I can't turn back now. 
right? And so <laughs> it's about so the lesson there is about building those little momentums um, rather than trying to go to the goal. Like the goal would be just to show up, right? Yeah. But what about all the little minor goals to kind of build up enough momentum to kind of get you going? Like, what are some of the momentums that you need to get a project finished? It's not about the end project in mind, but like, what's the next step? What's the next step? What's the next step? Martin Luther King always, I love this quote. It's like, you know, it's not about the whole staircase. It's like, what's, you know, just take one step. The first step. Yeah. yeah just to take the one step. And then when you move that, you just built up enough momentum that it just becomes, it's like doing burpees, like pure examples of burpees. I mean, for all of you, try, go and do a burpee. If you don't know what a burpee is, go look online and see what a burpee is. Like the first 10 is probably not that hard. But, you know, go for 25, go for 25 as a, as a goal, right? But, you know, trust me, when you get to that point, you actually start to really create a problem. And um, it, sorry, I just going to, oh, sorry, someone was yeah. trying to call me. Um, and, and so when you do a burpee, what ends up happening is that you, my, I play a game with myself, just like the last podcast we talked about playing games, is that it's, it's like, oh, what if I just did two more? Yeah, right? love it. What if I just, and then you do the two, I'm like, okay, well, I'm already doing two. Like, what if I did one more? And what if I did one more? And then you just play this one game and you're just pushing yourself a little bit more. And there's got to be a point where you just go, okay, that's enough. Like, I just got to stop. But that's the Martin Luther King quote in a nutshell. Mm. You know, people go, oh my gosh, a hundred burpees. Well, they're looking at the top of the staircase going, there's so many stairs. Whereas what you're saying is forget about the top of the stairs. Just look at the next step. Yeah. Well, and continually do that over and over and over again. Well, I did a workout in Melbourne. I was in Melbourne. I was with Damien and he came out for a workout with me and, you to know, CrossFit. no, we, we just did our own little CrossFit in the park and, the, and yeah. we went outside. It was wet. We go, all right, let's do, what do you want to do? We're just in an adult playground. Um, and we go, all right, let's do hundred burpees. Um, we're going to do monkey bars, two rounds of monkey bars. Um, and, uh, so we're going to do 25 burpees first and then do two rounds of monkey bars and we're going to do dips and then we're just going to do that four rounds right so that would be 100 burpees eight rounds of monkey bars and you know you know whatever how many dips that we did right so he was and, and later on he was just saying like that 100 burpees just killed him just the thought of it not yeah. doing it just the thought of it like to me 100 doesn't seem that much anymore because i've done it right so i know so I, I can accomplish it but if you've never done it before it 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 becomes like a very daunting task. So what ends up happening for him is that, you know, when he was doing, he was struggling on the last 25 and he, I go, how many have you done? Like I can see him. I go, how many have you done so far? And he, he goes, uh, I think he said, um, you know, so say it was eight. I go, okay. Well, no, actually before he started, I go, okay, let's do this together. I go, don't think of the 25 you need to do. Just go with three sets of seven, right? So that's 21 and you got four in the last one. And when, when I said that to him, all of a sudden his brain just ticked over and go, ah, oh, seven. Okay, that's not too bad. Easy. And then you can go and get seven done. And then you take a break, take a couple of breather, and then go seven again. And so it's the thing is about the act of actually thinking about the, breaking it down to chunks. And there's that whole Martin Luther King's quote. It's just that one step at a time. Breaking it down to chunks allow you to accomplish something really massive. Yeah, I love it. So for people listening, think about stuff that's going on in your life at the moment that does feel so overwhelming. Like, I'm sure you find it with your clients, how to you often working with clients who are wanting to start businesses or they're in businesses and they've got big goals and dreams and they're, they're so overwhelmed by, oh, blogging or podcasting or doing this or doing that. And I'm like, dude, look, let's just let's just start at the very first step. People have, and again, we've been trained to in many ways by the mass media as well. We, we think that it's just such a big mountain to climb, but no one climbs a mountain in one, in one chunk, in one go. It's just in small, bite-sized, very achievable bits. That's right. And, and that's really important. And so I guess to answer your question about has it become a habit, you know, has it been helpful for me? 
um, it's been massive. I've been I've, not even just from a physical point of view, but just from a um, uh, emotional point of view on the dedication that I know and that I need to have in my business, in my life, uh, in other aspects. I realize I need to build discipline in those areas as well. But because I'm working out and because I'm building the discipline there and I'm seeing the results there, really start to recognize how important those disciplines and those habits are in other areas of my life that I haven't done. Um, I thought I had it in place, but I haven't really been consistent with it. So it starts to recognize on the amount of grit that I need to have. And so everything starts to 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 play. I've been reading a lot of books on, you know, the Navy SEALs. Uh, I've been, you know, been contemplating a lot of different challenges. Um, actually, you know, on the t- I haven't done this yet, but I'm actually doing a, I haven't actually announced it, but I'm actually doing a, something called the Raw Challenge. Um, by the time this podcast airs, I've actually done Ooh. it. We'll probably talk about it in the next one. Um, but it's just basically on a, a 6K obstacle course um, through mud and stuff like, like that. Tough mother. It's sort of like that, but it's probably more of a scaled down, ver- uh, probably not as tough as uh, Tough Mudder, but something very similar to that. So you can imagine, right? It's, it's the day before oh, my birthday. Steve. The day before oh, my birthday. Really? It's my last day of being 39. I go, you know what? That's just something I just felt like I need to do um, to kind of, you know, end my 30s uh, to, to do something that you would not expect me to do because, you know, I'm considered Mr. Perfect, so you expect me to clean. <laughs> oh, and, man, you know, I got nothing. wiped for the photos so, videos. Yeah, and- so, you know, oh, I got a, t- a couple of guys together and go, let's do this together. I got my clients together. I'm like, let's go and just have fun for for you know a few hours and uh you know run six k's with you know a whole bunch of obstacle cores running through mud and monkey bars and climbing obstacle courses do they do stuff. the whole electric shock treatment and all of that no they don't that's what i mean they're a bit more tame it's, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> it's, it's more, sim- the similar obstacles, more humane yeah more similar <laughs> obstacles but it's you know you know tame. Well, that's next time you know <laughs> yeah. i've been listening up to uh, other podcasts you know spartan up podcast i love that um you know the guys are just got, got a lot of grit and and talking about you know perseverance and and you know what i've been learning a lot from a lot of great people is that you know what in anything in life anything that you do anything to become successful it's the amount of um the commitment that you have to your craft and your joy of actually committing to it you know we talked about in a few podcasts about life purpose this is what it's about it's about just finding something you actually really want to do and just committing to it and giving your all and not expecting that it's going to be completed i told you i was reading this book called the one thing and just talking about the ten thousand hour rule right the ten thousand hour rule with um you know malcolm gladwell you know popularized it but it was you know done before that you know you know, these are you know, talking about kids who who are great violinists or you know great musicians and stuff, or even the Beatles, whoever. They spend ten thousand hours. Now, ten thousand hours, what it equates to is um, it's actually f- uh, three hours a day, right? Three hour days, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year for ten years to yeah. master a craft. Right. That's a lot. Right. So what, you know, what they're he's suggesting is that, you know, we don't you know, want to work five, you know, for your say your, your craft and your business. It's four hours a day. If you can dedicate four hours, committed, focused time, which we talked about in the live podcast, four hours a day on the things that you know you can do to create mastery. But it's still going to take you 10 years. But the thing is that when you do it, it's the love of it and just doing it. Like these podcasts are just part of the 10,000 hours we're doing. Yeah. You know, I'm, am I going to be better at this 10 years from now? Of course I will be, right? Hopefully, right? You can do it right. Um, <laughs> and 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 so the, the thing is that doing these you know, committed tasks and being persistent at it, you know, no matter you know what the failures are going to be and expect failures. You're going to have to expect failures. If you're going to go after something great, you have to expect failures. Mm. There's no challenge in the world um, that – that, that you achieved that had actually some significance to your life, that it was actually great for you, did not have any challenges whatsoever. You have to go through challenges, and that's the whole point. Yeah, and yeah. so you just got to plan for it. We don't plan for failures. That's the problem. 
I think we should. Absolutely. Well, you talk about you talk about bigger and better. And if there's one thing that I can definitely put my hand on my heart over the last few years, one thing that has got bigger and better every year is the Wellness Summit, which is coming up this uh, August 15 and 16 in Melbourne, LT. And I tell you what, if anything's going to be bigger and better, it'll be this year's Wellness Summit. There's an amazing lineup. And I think if people have been listening to this podcast and the last two podcasts and feeling like you know you do need more grit or you do need more purpose or you actually need help in discovering what your purpose is then and i don't say this lt just to blow wind up you if that makes sense you are one of the greatest speakers at the summit because you you hit it so hard you tell it exactly like it is and if you love this podcast imagine it being live and being taken a whole nother level when lt is up on the stage it is one of the highlights of my weekend hearing you speak at the summit because i don't get to hear you live all that often uh these days lt but if you are resonating with the message that we've been sharing uh, and if there are still tickets left because these tickets sell out so quickly considering the last couple of years then make sure you go to thewellnesscouch.com and check out the wellness summit coming up in melbourne in august you know the thing is i think the critical thing for most people is that the wellness summit not it's not all it's about the speakers obviously there's amazing speakers amazing lineup but it's also the amount of friends that you can actually meet like as I mentioned before, the accountability at the beginning of this podcast, talking about the people that you can be surrounding yourself. And trust me, it's a different environment. You know, most, um, most, uh, a lot of seminars and stuff, you know, you see the speakers, you see them once and then you never see them again. We're different. You know, yeah. the speakers are always there. All the speakers, right? Typically, I would say, you know, majority of the speakers hang out for the whole entire weekend. We're yep. there in the back room. If you want to talk to us, we're there. We're, we're not like some celebrities that, you know, that, that, you know, can't reach us and we're in the back room. We only show up when we need to. Like, we're all there. You know, Cindy O'Mara and, you know, all the, all, you know, Kim Morrison and Karen. We're there. We're, we're right in the back room. You can see us. You can come up to us. You know, and we're happy to have a chat. We'd love to have the conversation. And if you are a listener inside Champions Point, I'd love to hear from you. Love to have you on board just to kind of, you know, give us a hug or, you know, to have a chat and how it's actually inspired you or an impact your life. We'd love to hear that. That's what I want to hear because I want to see, know that this is making a difference to your life. And, um, and coming to the Wellness Summit is one of those places. It's like a yearly gathering for like-minded people um, to hang out and spend some time together. And honestly, it has changed a lot of people's lives. I know, um, you know, a few people who've actually transformed their lives because they come to the summit, literally transformed the way their careers have gone. They transformed their, um, their business, um, and gone to a different area of business and they're doing success, you know, very, very well. It's an amazing event. And, uh, I'd definitely love to see you there. Absolutely. And the people that come from interstate and that travel long distances, I think that is very oh. rewarding, I'll tell you. Like the people that have – remember um, was Alexander who drove from Newcastle to the Gold Coast? Yeah. Um, you she know, couldn't get a flight and, had, you know, had to – so she couldn't get a flight because of weather or something, so she drove. And, um, you know, it was great. It was just fantastic. We had people to flying be. from New Zealand last year. So if you're interstate, you know, and you're going, oh, but it's in Melbourne, seriously, best weekend of your year. Um, if you can get that weekend off and you can come and uh, stay in Melbourne, then absolutely. And if you're it. in Victoria, there is no excuse. Like, absolutely. honestly, there's no, no excuse. excuse. So, guys, go to facebook.com slash Inside Champions Mind. You'll find out more information about the Wellness Summit. Go to wellnesssummit.com. Um, you'll be able to find more information on how to register for tickets if the tickets are still available. Go to wellnesscouch.com um, to check out all the other podcasts and uh, all the other shows. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes because, um, you know, what I've heard is, you know, if you give us more ratings and give us more comments, we're going to be more known and uh, more people are going to be more committed to seeing us and uh, listening to awesome stuff. So this has been Inside the Champions Mind Show, dedicating to helping you overcome mediocrity in the pursuit of being world-class in anything you do. I'm Lawrence Tam. He's Mark Spears. See you on the next episode. 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.